Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started. But before we do, I want to make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world-class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for blank, fill in the blank for whatever you do. And, you know, our mission is to really create world-class sales girls that can walk into a room and have in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the Sales Girl Summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the Face Center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends. And I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then definitely, definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show. Hey, hey, Macy and Kitty here today. We have a fire underneath our boonies. You know what's so interesting about TikTok? Lots of things. What? First of all, like there's a few people like Jeff. He's he's our um, he's been helping us with tech over these last eight weeks for School of Sales Live. And he works in the content business and he's like, I don't get on TikTok. I like only watch reels. And like Austin, my husband made a comment like that this weekend in front of his 18 year, 18 year old sisters, which you can imagine they just let him have it for saying that he only watches reels and not TikTok. Anyway, so the people that are on TikTok, like you are about to understand what I'm saying, but the people who aren't on TikTok might not. And there probably are a good bit of you who aren't. And you're like, hey, I do Instagram Reels. And that is phenomenal. But the TikTok algorithm is very different than the Instagram algorithm. Would you agree with that? It is. It finds you. It finds you. And you just like see inside the brains of what feels like the population in Mm -hmm. general, right? Especially if it's like Gen Z, if you feel like it's a lot of the Gen Z, they have like a very similar way of thinking. Um, People in certain industries, if you work for corporate, if you work for, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a small business owner, you just like can see people's beliefs 
and the way they think in a very different way. Mm-hmm. People are more likely to say what they want on TikTok than they are on Instagram. Would you agree with that? Yes. So I'm just seeing things, okay? And I especially have been seeing the inside of people's brains when it comes to work, how they think about work, work culture, like coworkers even, great resignation stuff. And I don't know if it's that algorithm. I'm on that because I like also am on business algorithm. So Mm -hmm. I guess it just is your business, you know, entrepreneur, you work with other corporations. So anyway, I just am on that, that thread, that algorithm. And it's just a very like sad place to be. It breaks my heart. It keeps me up at night. And so I just want to talk about it now. Mm -hmm. And I just told Kat, I was like, I don't think that these are the people listening to our podcast though. Oh no. And she was like, this is why we have to talk about it because they have to stay strong. Cause I was talking about it at lunch. Like if I worked with people who thought like this, it would be really hard for me to keep my mindset right. Mm -hmm. Or the way that I wanted to keep it because you are a product of your environment, like period. Mm -hmm. Your environment is way more telling than any kind of willpower or discipline that you have. Uh, And so this is really encouragement for you, Mm -hmm. who is probably not like this, but to stay strong uh, and to be soldiers. Absolutely. And to be the example. Mm -hmm. That's what an influencer is. It's really just a good example. Yeah. And at the end of the day, especially if you're a mom, which is one of the most important jobs ever, like someone is watching you Mm -hmm. and just the people in your life need to see you staying strong. So this is for you. Yeah. And we are going to talk about quiet quiet quitting. quitting. So I have a post with someone's definition of it and then a checklist of how to quiet quit. Okay. Quiet quitting is a noun, a rebellion against toxic work culture that encourages employees to set boundaries at work to prioritize your mental health and protect your well-being deliberately choosing not to go above and beyond your job requirements if the compensation doesn't match your efforts. Mm. And then there's a checklist of how to quite quit. Number one, show up to work on time. Number two, do what is required during your work hours. Number three, leave work on time. Number four, remember that your worth is not based on your productivity. And number five, Basically, do your job and only your job, period. And honestly, I get it. I get the mentality of like, hey, I need to have work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to have energy to do other things. I was just talking to someone uh, this weekend and they were talking about like someone else's kids and, you know, how they're kind of rambunctious and wild. And she was like, honestly, you know, both of their parents have really stressful jobs. Like they probably don't have a ton of energy to come home and like, you know, discipline or whatever. And so I get the mentality of like, I need to have energy to like parent. I need to have energy to like work out. I need to have energy to think about like what's for dinner. Like I get that completely, completely. There is a huge difference between work-life balanced and disengaged Mm -hmm. two completely different mentalities and being disengaged hurts absolutely no one 
but you and your and your coworkers, honestly. It destroys your self-worth. It destroys your relationship with your coworkers and it destroys your credibility. What's interesting is one of these check marks, like all of this get to work on time, leave on time, like whatever, I could take or leave that. But it says, remember that your worth is not based on your productivity. It's like, your worth hasn't, you've always been worthy. You know, you've never had to earn, in my opinion, no one earns their worth. Mm -hmm. But what I do know is that you don't get your worth from your work. You don't get it from anyone. Mm -hmm. But when you are productive and when you do achieve things, that is something that like no one can give you and no one can take away from you Mm -hmm. ever. And so when you do go above and beyond, like you do it for yourself You do it for your own confidence. You do it for your own mindset. You do it for your own achievement, not for, you don't, not, not to stick it to the man, but for you. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget Grant Cardone talking about his daughters Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how he like makes them do certain things, like ask people to buy his book, ask people to attend his, like basically sell as, as their like chore, you know? And he was like, you know, my biggest reason for doing this is, you know, when I pass on, like my daughters will absolutely have net worth. They will not have self-worth because they didn't work for it. And the working for it is is intrinsic. Like that's what gives you so much confidence and belief in yourself, not the money. I mean, how many, I think there's a statistic of like how many percentages of millionaires are self-made. Most are. The people who are just given their money by their family, they blow it most, most of the time, right? Because absolutely. they have no... Track record right. of like earning it, credibility with himself, right? Mm-hmm. And when people are quiet, quitting when they're, and I've seen so many people just talk about how like they have like so little hope about their future. Mm-hmm. They have such little um, opportunity, opportunity. Like nothing is working for them. They'll never own a home. They'll never own a home. What's the point? And I'm just like, how? sad to live like that even if it's like whatever you say is true honestly however you think like that is going to be your reality I know like Natalie Ellis said this on her post but she was like the only time I've ever gone anywhere is from going above and beyond like that and honestly what people are saying is they they hate the system that they're in Mm -hmm. they've got all this college debt which Mm -hmm. I agree is ridiculous absolutely no one should be letting an 18 year old loan a hundred thousand dollars they can't pay it off. They can't, you know, and I get that completely. But the only way to break out of the system is to get out of doing what everybody in the system is doing, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And even if, like, it doesn't get you anywhere, at least you gave it your all, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think another thing about this that really breaks my heart is when you're disengaged, you're emotionally not bought in, Right. You're emotionally out of it. You're emotionally like you don't care. And you spend so much of your life working. Like that is a very sad way to live, to emotionally not care about anything Mm -hmm. and go through the motions. I have absolutely been in positions like I'm thinking like internships and just stuff. that I'm like, oh, I have to do this. And when I think about those times, Like, that is when I was the most exhausted. That was when I was the youngest. I was the fittest. I was like, had every reason to have every bit of energy, but I was the most exhausted because I was not emotionally like excited or bought Mm -hmm. into what I was doing. 
So true. And there's probably some of you, I mean, probably not you if you're listening to this podcast, but if you are listening to this and you're like, but Macy, like, I don't care about what I do. Like I work at a big corporation that doesn't know my name. A big corporation that doesn't know my name. Like I don't care. Like there is still like one person that needs you. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a coworker. Like, do you really want your coworkers to pick up the slack that the slack eventually has to get picked up? Like the work has to be done. Mm -hmm. Like do it for them. Like do it for a person. I will tell you, there have been times I just like do not feel good. You know, and I do not want to do what I have to do that day. Of course, there are seasons like that, but absolutely nothing fires me up thinking about one student Mm -hmm. or thinking about you, Kat, or thinking about court or thinking about Sarah, thinking about our, like thinking about one person, nothing Mm -hmm. makes me pop out of bed more than thinking about that one person. Brendan Burchard says in High Performance Habits, Mm -hmm. one way to demand the most from yourself, it's called necessity. It's one of his 10 habits. Yeah. Necessity means that. When you ask yourself the question, who needs me on my A-game right now? Mm -hmm. That word needs Mm -hmm. is the necessity that you need to be fueled Mm, to go do what needs to be done. So for me, I'm like, Lucy Mm. needs me on my A-game right now. Mm, I cannot, Macy has always said, I cannot afford Mm -hmm. to have a bad day because there are people who need us. So to sit around and be discouraged or or even just questioning, like there's not time for that. And remember that if you are in the season of observing, quite quitting, and maybe it seems tempting, maybe it seems valid, maybe it feels like, oh, yeah, I should do that because it's not fair Mm -hmm. and the inflation is high and Mm -hmm. whatever. Remember the whole point of business is that someone else's life is made better because of what you do. Now, maybe Mm -hmm. you are a small piece of that business or you are the business, Mm -hmm. whatever, uh, it's usually when you're part of a corporation, people feel this way because they feel so unknown. Right. And I just want you to know. And if you need to pour this into someone else who's discouraged, like they yeah. are known. Yes. Like people do care about them. And this is like not the point of the podcast, but like that is such a spiritual sickness mm-hmm. to feel so down that mm-hmm. like the like God of the universe like does not know your name. Ugh, it's just so, so sad. It's not yeah. true. And and this guy... Macy sent us like a three minute TikTok and he basically ended it saying like, there's no hope and there's no opportunity. And if you think about it, you look back at history of the thousands of years in recent Mm -hmm. history, there has always been hard times. Always. And there's a saying that John Maxwell recently quoted and he said, hard times Mm -hmm. make strong men. So strong men. Hard times make strong men. Strong men make easy times. Easy times make make weak weak men men. and weak men make hard times. Right. So it's a cycle. And I think right now we're experiencing how the easy times make weak men, make weak people. Mm -hmm. And and just it's not to say that one individual's worth is weak or anything like that. But just as a society, Mm -hmm. having the mental strength to say, you know what, if I give this my all, because part of that definition was don't go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. But when you do go above and beyond and you stretch yourself and you think Mm -hmm. to yourself, hey, I'm learning skills Mm -hmm. that is part of you being able to have leverage for your next opportunity. Mm -hmm. No one said that you have to sweep floors forever. Mm -mm. No one said you have to log data forever. Go get the skills because Mm -hmm. the people who hang back and quietly quit Mm -hmm. will never get promoted, period, until they want to work for themselves. And all of a sudden they'll give Mm -hmm. it their all. Yeah. But do you think they really have the credibility with themselves? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. So when you give it your all, you stretch yourself, you take on the skills then all of a sudden you are more valuable right to 
the economy, not as a person, but to the economy. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you are worth more to your next employer. All of a sudden the company is begging to keep you and yeah. they'll do whatever it takes to keep you. Right. And and I saw in that definition, it was like, you don't get paid uh, or excuse me, you don't do more than what your compensation is worth. I'm just, what I, what my question is like, how do you know like what your compensation, I know you can look up what other people make. Like I get that. Wouldn't you rather go above and beyond for a couple months and then come back and be able to sell yourself as someone who's worth more money and ask for a raise and ask for more money and continue to like, I would rather do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Build a build a case, baby. Build a case. And that's like sales skills right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it is. And I just like, there's a huge difference between work-life boundaries mm-hmm. and then like being, like I said, emotionally bought in. And I was just thinking about like here with us at, at Guide Culture. I mean, I you at the beginning, I never stopped working. Like that's mm-hmm. all I did, you know? Of course, having kids changes things. And like we are out of here by three for the most part. Mm-hmm. We all got kids we gotta pick up. We've got stuff. I know Britt has baseball games she's gotta go to. We pretty much don't work on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't in a long time. Have I you? think. I'd be thinking on weekends. Well, that's what I'm about to talk about. Oh, sorry. No, because it's just like we what we do really requires creativity Mm -hmm. and probably the same thing for you. Like Mm -hmm. to problem solve, you've got to be creative. And so there needs to be a little bit of white space for to Mm -hmm. do that. But I'm trying to think about how you can um, be creative without being emotional Mm -hmm. or be emotionally bought in. How how would you ever be creative? You can't. And the, the, the market rewards creativity. Mm-hmm. Like I know, you know, I love Shark Tank, but they talk about like one of the best things you can do is take an old industry and be creative and reinvent it. One of their examples is like the doorbell. Mm. The doorbell that has been since the beginning of time, there's doorbell, doorbell, doorbell. And then this guy creates ring. He reinvents it. Mm. Alarm clocks. Like we've always had alarm, you know, whatever. And then hatch comes, like recreates mm. the alarm clock. And the way you wake up, like that requires creativity, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like creativity is a muscle that you practice. What a great place to practice in your work right now. Mm-hmm. Who knows what you could come up with later? Amen. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And just like Natalie Ellis said in her post, when you do apply... She, this is these, a post about quiet quitting. Yes, yes. And Natalie Ellis of Boss Babes post about quiet quitting. She was saying those skills that you are stretched with and you have created, mm-hmm. you problem solve, you do this. That is like what launches you into what you're made to do. That's right. And that's just... We live in the coolest system ever mm-hmm. where you can make something of yourself, yeah. no matter what the industry is. And in fact, recessions and weird financial times is the time that oh, people yeah. need your innovation and things that no one else has thought of. But you, in this time on planet Earth, you can freaking do this. Mm. And I hope you can see all of what we're saying and just encourage someone with it. If you have a oh, teacher literally. friend who's discouraged, yes. I know we saw... A teacher, a teacher quite quit about, you know, shut your door during planning, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't bring a backpack home. Yeah. Don't take anything to work but your purse. Yeah. And your phone. Yeah. And your laptop. And it's just the attitude mm-hmm. around Honestly. this is about me and me only mm-hmm. when really the greatest thing you will ever do is die to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think this is a spiritual sickness mm-hmm. because it's all about us, mm-hmm. me. In my my life, this, my and how I feel, and it is the most selfish. Mm-hmm. They people think it's the most selfless, like or 
they think it's like, well, if no one's doing it for me, then I have to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And self-protection is the opposite Mm. of self-sacrifice, which is what we're called to as leaders. And Lloyd just said recently that leadership is like serving the least of these. Mm. And that's what business is in so many ways. It's what, you know, a lot of things are, whether it's volunteer work or whatever, but business holds you accountable to delivering on it. And I just can't encourage you to encourage someone in your life with the truth mm-hmm. that work is a worthy and noble cause. And if you really, really, really hate when you do that bad, go find a job that you will go above and beyond mm-hmm. in. But I truly don't think that's the solution. I think it's do it where you are. Listen, if you can't be happy in your circumstances right now, do not change a single thing. Mm-hmm. Get happy mm-hmm. in who, where you are right now and then think about changing. Even like in a relationship. Especially in a relationship. Like in a, a, I'm thinking like boyfriend, girlfriend or husband. And you're like, I just feel like if I just wasn't with him, like I would be happy. That is literally not true. You have to be happy and then make decisions. Be excited about your work and then make decisions. Because if you can't get excited about what you're doing right now, it's going to be hard to get excited about anything. Mm -hmm. I know like we were not born excited about sales skills. Mm -hmm. It develops through work, buy-in, mm-hmm. going all in, sacrificing yourself, yep. helping people, serving people. Like God made us to serve people and to get energy from that mm-hmm. for a reason. He wants us to serve his children. Mm-hmm. And one of the best ways to do that is through business, in my opinion. I agree. And I just want you to know that if you have ever thought about quite quitting, you are not quitting on your company. You're not quitting on your boss. You're quitting on yourself. Mm. So this is your call to action to not quite quit, but to loudly serve. Loudly serve. Let's go. And just like try it. You know what I mean? Like just commit for like six months. Be like, what if I do just like go all in, give it my all? And I'm not saying work till midnight. I'm not saying that at all. Listen, I am the queen of being with my little boy. Listen, that is like the most important thing to all of us here. I'm saying just like when you go to sleep at night, just think like, how can I like give it my all tomorrow Mm. in a new and different way? Amen. And literally having a good attitude is one of the best ways to give it your all. And that requires no time. Requires no energy. It's amazing. Requires a simple new perspective. That's it. So maybe I know, like I said, if you're listening to this podcast, if you follow us at all, you probably do not fall into this category, but I would still get fired up from listening to something like this. So Absolutely. I definitely hope that you enjoyed it. Please send it to someone who needs it and who needs to be told that they are absolutely worthy mm-hmm. no matter what they do and that their identity is like strong no matter what, um, but they can have a better life experience, honestly, by going all in. Amen. Loudly serve. Mm loudly serve baby if you enjoyed this episode please share it on your instagram stories and uh, tag us we would love to know your favorite part hey we're also sending a really fun and special gift in the mail uh when you write us a review if this podcast has served you in any way uh over the last you know however long we've been doing this write us a quick review and then all you got to do is send us an email hello at guideculture.co and let us know that you send us a review send us your uh, mailing address and we will send you a little present from us to you thanks so much and we will talk to you on the next one